Okay, before I get to my next guest, Julie Inkster, I want to remind you about a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Adele Golf. Is your driver adjustable? Of course it is. How about your irons? Didn't think so. Adele's new SMS irons give you adjustability in an iron to match your swing. These new irons come with three weights lined up across the back of the club. By moving the heavy weight to the heel, center, or toe location, you can match the club to your swing instead of vice versa. The result? Total control of the club face for more distance and accuracy. Your irons can't do this. Check them out online by going to adelgolf.com. I also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment? Maybe a new driver? Well, let me reset your thinking because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented Squares Toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour and an average of 9 yards of distance. Independent testing proves it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to squares.com. Get the Squares 30-day money-back guarantee and use promo code DISTANCE to get $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. Squares, the distance golf shoe. Okay, now next on the tee with me is seven-time major champion Julie Inkster. Let me give you some background on Julie. She's from Santa Cruz, California, played her college golf at San Jose State, where she was a three-time All-American from 1979 to 1982. During her college career, she won a remarkable 17 times. In 1982, she was named the San Jose State Athlete of the Year, and she also won the Broderick Award for being the women's number one college golfer in the country. Julie is a member of the San Jose State Sports Hall of Fame. She became only the second player in history to capture three straight U.S. Women's Amateur Championships. She did so from 1980 to 1982. She turned pro in 1983 and captured her first LPGA title that year at the Safeco Classic. She'd win there again in 1988. She was named the Rookie of the Year in 1983. 1984 was her first full season out on the LPGA Tour, and she would win two majors that season. She'd go on to win 31 times on the LPGA Tour, including seven majors. She has 45 total professional wins and 149 career top tens. She was named the 1999 Female Player of the Year by the Golf Writers Association. In 2000, she won the ESPY Award for Outstanding Women's Golf Performer of the Year after having won the Women's PGA and U.S. Opens. She was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 2000 as well. She played on nine Solheim Cup teams. In 2011, she became the oldest player and first playing assistant captain in Solheim Cup history. She's been the U.S. team captain three times, winning two of those. She's won four times so far out on the Legends Tour. She's become a wonderful broadcaster commentating for the Golf Channel and Fox Sports, and I am thrilled she is with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Julie, thanks for coming on the show. Chris, thanks for having me. Can't um, I've heard so much about your podcast and your show, and I'm just uh, happy to be aboard. Well, I appreciate it very much. Thank you for being here. So, Julius, as I read off all of those incredible things that you have achieved so far over the course of your career, and, and there's only a few women out in the game that have achieved as many majors and wins and that sort of thing. I mean, you should be on the Mount Rushmore of the LPGA Tour. Do you ever give yourself 
an opportunity just to sort of sit back in your quiet moments and, and kind of soak it all in and think, man, that's a heck of a career. Yeah, especially, you know, just kind of falling into golf. Um, you know, I didn't really start till I was 15 and uh, got a job working at the golf course, uh, picking up the range and parking carts and just uh, got some clubs from the back room and started started playing and I just got fell in love with the game um, and I still am in love with the game. Uh, you know, I've had a, a long career and um, I think in order to have a career like that, you got to have a passion for the game, and I, I definitely have a passion for the game. It's you know, it's given me way more than I've given that, given it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm very happy with my career. I mean, I, I never dreamed of being a professional golfer, and, and then to, to have a career like I have and have a family and and stuff, it's it's been an amazing ride. And Julie, to your point. Like I read that you know you ran track, you were on the swim team, you played softball, basketball, tennis. How did te- how did golf find it, its sort of way in for that passion to to start to bloom when you had all those other things that you were such a great, well-rounded athlete doing as a kid? Well, I think they call that a jock, but yes, I was definitely a jock. I had two older brothers and. They were very athletic. Um, my dad played um, professional baseball for three years um, in the Cincinnati Reds organization, and we were just a sports family. And so I kind of followed my brothers around. And then when I got a job at the golf course, it really gave me something to do that they weren't interested in. It's kind of my own shtick. And I just uh, I didn't mind being by myself. I um, I thought it was very peaceful-like. Uh, so I, I just, uh, I got, you know, a bunch of clubs in the back room, none of them matched, but, and I just, uh, I started playing. There was a guy there at the club named Grant Rogers. He was the, like, kind of gave me some lessons and, um, and then, you know, we just, we just played. We didn't, um, stand on the range and beat balls. We just, uh, learned how to shape shots and hit shots. And, um, and I always had a good work ethic. Um, I, probably one of the rare people that like to practice. Um, so it was never worked for me. And Julie, I read that you played on the boys' high school team at Harbor High, and you and the team won some local tournaments. What was it like for you being out there playing on the boys' team? Well, it was a win-win. I mean, I was the only girl in the whole um community right there that played on the golf team. Um, I played uh, on the JV team my sophomore year, um, and then I actually uh, made varsity my junior and senior year and played pretty well. Um, the, the other visiting teams really didn't like to compete against the girl, and that kind of inspired me to, to, to play hard and, and to um, try to show them that girls can play golf too. But uh, really, it was a guy named Floyd Slider. He um, was the golf coach, and for some reason, he found out that I was starting to play golf, and he called my parents and um, asked them if, if, do you think Julie would be interested in going out for the golf team? And it was during basketball season, which was really my first love. Um, but um, basketball practices were always in the evening, so... I could do both. So I, uh, I, I did both and, and, um, you know, ba- uh, basketball is still my, uh, still a great love of mine, but, uh, golf really took over. I was able to get a partial scholarship my 
freshman year at San Jose State, made All-American, and, and then just kind of took off from there. Yeah, Julie, talk about your time at San Jose State and teaming with Patty Sheehan. You won 17 tournaments during your time there. She won five times. I mean, the other players must have known they weren't even playing for second place. They were playing for third when your team bus pulled up and you guys opened the door and walked out. You know, San Jose State was really the best thing that ever happened to me, uh, you know, because I I really didn't have any um, competition. um, I didn't play in a lot of tournaments. The first time I ever played out of the state was I qualified for the U.S. Open uh, at – at 18 at Indianapolis Country Club. And, uh, you know, that that kind of spurred me to, to think that, um, you know, I, I would like to play golf in college and be a great collegiate player. But, um, you know, we we had a great coach in a, uh, named Mark Gale who really didn't know much about golf. He was a retired Colonel Air Force, um, Colonel in the Air Force. and But he was an amazing fundraiser. And we got to play in all the best tournaments and compete against the best uh, collegiate amateurs players um, in the country. And that really, you know, helped my game to really feel like where I needed to go and what I needed to do to to improve. And um, I was dating my husband at the time, uh, and he was in Santa Cruz. And so it was just a really good fit for me. San Jose State was a great um, college a women's college program, and I was 35 minutes from home, and so um, you know I could go back and forth. So it was a really great spot for me to really improve my game and and play against the best collegiate players. And Julie, earlier this year, San Jose State's women's golf team beat top seeded Stanford at the Julie Inkster Spartan Invitational. What's it like having a tournament named in your honor? Didn't have your alma mater win it. It was great. You know, Stanford is, is by far, um, you know, the number one ranked uh, school in the country. But San Jose State had a great uh, team last year, and I think they ended up fifth. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of admiration for Stanford and San Jose State. Uh, you know, they go head-to-head a lot, and Stanford usually beats up on us. But uh, it was great for them to come out on top and, um, maybe give them a little bit of satisfaction of beating uh, Stanford for once. Julie, I want to fast forward all the way to 1999 because you came into the U.S. Open that year. You're 38 years old. You're searching for your first U.S. Open title. And not only did you get it, you set the record for the lowest total to par, finishing 16 under. You win that going away. How satisfying a week was that for you? Well, being, you know, being an American, you always want to win your national championship. And I always loved USGA events. I mean, I grew up at a golf course uh, in Santa Cruz called Paso Tiempo, which is a really tough golf course and uh, very U.S. Open-like, a lot of undulation. And it's an old Alistair McKenzie golf course, kind of a hidden gem. So I always kind of played USGA events well, you know, winning three U.S. Amateurs. But I just could never figure out the U.S. Open. I think I just wanted it too much. And I was having a really good year coming in uh, to the U.S. Open in Jackson, Mississippi at Old Waverly. And I remember driving in. And a lot of things, I can't remember a lot of things. But for some reason, I remember this. 
I said, you know what? If you're ever going to win a U.S. Open, this is the time to do it. You're playing well. You got no excuses. You just got to go out and do it. And you know, I was hitting the ball very well that week. I gave myself a lot of chances, made some putts, and I uh, just got on a great roll. And Julie, I always like to kind of get inside the minds of great players. And the last hole of that tournament, you had a great drive right down the middle of the fairway. You've got a five-stroke lead going into that, I believe, into that you know final hole. You you've got a your last shot left. It's the the green is right behind a pond. You've got room to the right if you needed to lay up or or to bail out to the right, but instead you go you take that aim. And the ball lands a couple of feet from the hole and, and releases a little bit. Take me through the mind of that shot. Instead of, you know, conservative play it safe, I could I could double bogey here, still win. You go right for it. Talk about that. Well, I mean, I had so much confidence in my irons that week. I hit my irons so well. Um, and if if you know my background at all, I'm I'm not one to lay up. Um, I always play aggressive. It's probably cost me a few tournaments, but uh, I, I, it's kind of like a little challenge for me. If that pin's tucked back there, or the whole occasion's tucked back there, I know I can get that little wide golf ball and just snuggle it right up there. So um, I always played aggressive, um, and you know, I think when you're you're feeling it and you got a five shot lead, um, you know. It, I have to say, it never crossed my mind that I was going to hit it in the water. Um, you know, it crossed my mind that I was just trying to make birdie. So uh, I think that's the kind of the mindset you have to have. And Julie, as you're after you hit that shot and you're walking up the fairway, the camera's on you, and you look into the camera and you say to your kids, "You know, mommy's going to bring home a trophy, a really big trophy." Talk about yeah. you know, kind of. Being able to just sort of, you know, relax and, you know, let your hair down, if you will, and, and be able to have that nice little comment for your kids as you're strolling up the last hole of the U.S. Open. Yeah, they were nine and five at the time. And, and um, you know, it, it was a week I went by myself just so I could kind of focus on, um, you know, golf that week. And uh, Brian, my husband, flew in on Sunday uh, for the for the final round. But, uh you know, it was just kind of a monkey off my back. I mean, it's, I mean, who wins an open at 39? I mean, it's, it's really rare to do that. Um, so, you know, I never really, I never really doubted myself that I wouldn't win one, but my, let's just say my window was shutting, uh, very, uh, fast. And to be able to win it at 39 and, and share it with my family and, my kids knew what I did. It's you know different from their friend's mom's work, but you know they knew I played golf and it's my living, and that's how I made my money. And uh, they knew I had a passion for it, and to be able to show them, you know, hard work and persistence. Um, sometimes it just doesn't happen right away, but if you stick to it, maybe good things happen. Julie, you captained three Solheim Cup teams, and you were the winning captain in two of those. Where do those two wins rank for you amongst all the other great achievements that you've had so far? I think being the Solheim Cup captain is, uh, well, I, I think winning the Bobby Jones Award this year was probably the icing on the cake. Um, you know, it's not only just for your record in golf, but for, you know, how you handled yourself during your career and how you give back to 
um, golf. And I think that was probably, you know, my highlight of my career, but probably right below it is being a captain for, um, a full-time cup team. You know, you know, you, you know who you are as a player, and, but you just don't know how or who you're going to be as a leader. And, um, you know, I have a huge passion for, for the Solheim Cup, um, for America. And, you know, I wanted to do it the right way. Um, and it was just great to see how my team really responded and really played hard for me. Um, you know, you, 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 you can't put a trophy or price tag on the dinners and, and the camaraderie and, in that first year that you captained the team, 2015, you guys start the final round down 10-6, thanks to some shenanigans that uh, finished up the matches from the previous day. But talk about what it was like and how, you know, all the things that unfolded that finished up with the four-ball event and the drama that, that led into the singles matches and ultimately an unbelievable comeback victory for the U.S. team. Yeah, I mean, it was an unfortunate thing because, you know, you never want, you know, complication to ruin the spirit of the game. Um, I don't think that's how it should be played, but we did have a little bit of a, uh, rules controversy that, um, I wasn't really, um, happy about and my team wasn't happy about. And it happens to be that the European team wasn't too happy about it either. But, um, you know, we had to come out early on Sunday and finish those couple matches. And, you know, we were, yeah, we were, we were down. We were way down. But, um, I saw a, a little fire in my team, fire in my, in their eyes that, you know, we're going to do this. And I loved our matchup, the way we, we matched up, uh, individually in the single matches. Uh, and our first few, you know, got the points and, and the way we kind of, Spread it around, and you know, kind of the unsung hero is Darina Pillar. Um, you know, making that putt on 17 uh, or 18, excuse me, to uh, really uh, push us. Because if she misses that, then we lose the cup. But uh, yeah, it was a great celebration that night. Um, it was unbelievable. And then we followed that up by going to Oktoberfest. So I'm not sure I still have recovered from that. <laughs> Julie, just a couple more before I let you go. You created the Julie Inkster Senior Award for players so they won't turn pro until they complete their college degree. Talk about why that's so important to you. Well, the way the, the LPGA qualifying is structured, that if you're a uh, in college, you can go to the LPGA qualifying school as an amateur, and if you don't get your card, you can go back. But if you get your card, um, we were seeing a lot of seniors leaving their team in the, in the fall of their last year and, uh, leaving their teammates and their college and their coach kind of hanging, uh, because they weren't able to redo that scholarship. So I want to develop a award that would maybe keep these kids for that extra semester to, um, to finish their contract with their school and their teammates. And Workday has been great. Uh, they have helped me um, establish this award. And Workday gives them $50,000 to start their LPGA career. 
They get two exemptions um, into LPGA tournaments. They get a couple days with me and mentorship. Um, you know, we go out and play golf. And and then, um, you know, I just, um, I'm really hands-on. So my first two previous winners, I, I talk to them a lot. And it happens this year, uh, Natasha Andreun from San Jose State won the award. So, um, you know, the first two, one was from Furman, one was from Duke, and, and now we have a Spartan. So it's really been a great um great for me to mentor these kids and to get them started on their career. But it's also been great for the schools because it keeps them in their in the school for another semester. Golf's gonna always be there, but to be able to finish and, and have a chance at a national championship with your team, you only get that four years of your life. So um so it was big it was something I wanted to do and Workday really helped me sponsor it. Julie, I've had the privilege of having Tom Pertzer on the show several times. He's become a wonderful friend, and you guys were paired together, and you won the mixed team championship back in 1986. Tom's named one of his daughters in your honor. Talk about winning that mixed team championship with Tom and your relationship with he and the family. Please don't tell him I didn't say that was the greatest accomplishment of my career because (laughs) he's going to be disappointed. <laughs> uh, no, Tom and I. It was um, yeah. So Tom's just a little bit older than I am, and his agent. It was, we had a tournament called the JC Penny Classic, which they need to bring back. Um, where a PGA pro and an LPGA player um, play four days. You play an alternate shot, a best ball, uh, and Tom uh, called me and asked me if I'd play with him. And I knew Tom, I knew of Tom Perker, uh, but I didn't really know him. And uh, we just developed the greatest friendship. We, I think we played for 12, 12 years straight. Um, and we did finally win it uh, one year. But uh, he's become one of my best friends ever. And, you know, Tom has just got the biggest heart in the world. He can't make a decision, but he could, but he's got a great heart. He he would come out to me. He'd come out and say, so we're the red vest or the blue vest? I go, Tom, let's go red today. All right, red. Okay, hit the five iron or the little six. Tom, hit the big six, you know. So, um, <laughs> but we, we, have, we have a great relationship. Um, you know, we see each other at least once or twice a year. Um, I got to meet all his kids uh, for his uh, 70th birthday. Um uh, last uh, in the spring or last 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 winter, and uh, so it's it's um it's been a great ride and and it's a friendship you treasure and I I, you know, I can not talk to him for a couple you know months and I just pick up right where we left off. So to me, that's a, a golden friendship. Have you forgiven him for missing that two foot putt on eighteen that would have broken the scoring record in the mixed team championship? So, you know, that is so Tom Percher. He doesn't talk about us winning and all the shots and all the places I put him in that he was hitting shots out of and getting them on the green. He he remembers that one putt. I mean, I basically gave it to him, but uh, they told him to putt it, so he putt it. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, ta- I tapped in that two-incher to say I think he wanted to give me the glory. <laughs> no doubt. Julie, before I let you go, let our listeners know, how can we stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, whether it's following you online or it's on social media? Well, I'm on um, 
Instagram at Julie Inkster. Um, I'm starting my um, Julie Inkster Foundation, a Julie Inkster Award. Uh, so uh, go there and, and give me a few hits. Well, Julie, it's been a huge thrill having you as part of the show tonight. I hope we get the privilege of having you come back and share more of your stories and inspirations with us. You're fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Okay. Take Bye-bye. care, Julie. Bye-bye. Bye. That is the great Julie Inkster, folks. You want to talk about one of the greatest players in the history of the game. You just heard from her. I mean, seven major championships. She's sixth all-time in majors on the LPGA Tour. She won 31 times. She's won everything that you could possibly win. She's in the World Golf Hall of Fame. She's been the player of the year. She's won three amateur titles. I mean, you look at everything that, that Julia has achieved over the course of her playing career, it just doesn't get much better. She's And, and she's a wonderful human being on top of that. So I, I'm completely honored that she was a part of the show tonight, and I hope we get the privilege of having her back on the show again soon.